The Truth News Network. When coronavirus keeps Joe Biden from touching and sniffing people, you know the world has lost its mind. You need a guide back to reality. His name is Newman. Dan Newman on the Truth News Network. Uh, that, that would be me. Well, hello, everybody. My name is Dan Newman, and this is TNN Live, a production. We're entering our third calendar year of existence at TNN Live. It hadn't been three years, but uh, we started in 2020. We had all of 2020, or most of it. We had 2021, and now, folks, we're in 2022. Go figure. Wow. Well, let me just say this. I hope you had a great holiday season. I hope you um, were very objective when you sat down and looked at your new year. A lot of people make plans, resolutions. What are we going to do? Most of us like to lose weight during the first quarter of every year. I don't know about you, but I could stand to lose a little weight this year. And that certainly is part of my plan for myself. But what else? Let me just throw something out here for you to consider while we're getting started this morning. There's a lot of extracurricular concern that we have no control over that is factoring heavily into the decisions that we make every day about every part of our lives. It's been that way now for so long that we just take it for granted. We don't even think about it a lot. But folks, it has changed, it being your life. And much of it has changed, and you didn't have anything to do with it. Others have been making decisions, making plans for you, giving you thoughts and ideas that you never would have had unless they came from someone else. You must be careful. You must protect your mind. You need to protect those that live with you, your spouses, your kids, whoever lives with you. You've got to be cognizant of the fact that there are so many exterior sources that are weighing heavily into our lives that this has never happened before, at least not in our lifetimes. Be careful about the choices you make in everything. I'm not talking about media, folks. I'm talking about everything. There is a cause and an action for every choice, every decision that we make, and even when we don't make them, And we just let the world determine what's going to happen to us and others in our lives just because we don't make any decisions. There's no way to run and hide and live a fruitful life. you got to face life head on, folks. And sometimes it can get pretty darn ugly. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Let me just look back over my shoulder Look in the rearview mirror and say this to all of you. Thank you so much for being a part of Truth News Network, for being a part of TNN Live, for sharing what we do with others and what you think about it with others. We get multiple um, subscriptions every week. Now, if you're new to Truth News Network or new to TNN Live, please know when you subscribe, and there's only one way to subscribe, down in the bottom right, hand of the front page of Truth News Network, truthnewsnet.org, there's a little subscription form, and all you enter is your name and your email address. And we don't send you anything. You never hear from us 
except when a new story goes live on truthnewsnet.org, overnight you'll get an email that contains a link that if you click on the link, it takes you directly to that day's story. Nothing else. Just saves you some time. So why don't you do that? Why don't you turn over to the front page of truthnewsnet.org if you haven't already and subscribe. That way you'll make sure you never lose anything. You'll never miss anything. Now, just so you know, we outsource to a, um, a subscription mail email company all of this, and they are the ones that manage and send out the link to those new stories every night. Occasionally, and it's happened more in the last 90 days than I'd known it had happened previously, but somehow some email subscriptions slip out. So if you're one of those people, don't hesitate to subscribe again. It's typically, you would always think, well, it goes, you know, the email that comes to me, it goes to my spam folder. That is the case in a lot of things. But in this particular one, we know factually there are some people that are losing those stories. So we don't want you to do that. Just if you're not getting a link every day, an email with a link to a story, you probably need to resubscribe. And I apologize for it. We have no say-so over it. And uh, the only way we ever know when these kind of things happen is when somebody like you tells us. And if that's happening to you and it's happened more than once, please drop us an email and tell us about it. Dan at truthnewsnet.org. That's Dan at truthnewsnet.org. I'm sure you'll know that when I tell you this, it's the truth. The world didn't take a holiday. Believe me, the world was spinning in space while we were eating our great food over New Year's Eve, celebrating with other people. We had an amazing fireworks show. Our uh, subdivision, it's a planned community in Shreveport, Louisiana. I, I was shocked. There's a lake at the front of the, the development And they touted, we're going to have a fireworks show, not New Year's Eve, but New Year's night. And so we, with our our children and grandchildren that were in town, we went down to the lake. It's a couple of blocks from here. And folks, there was seven minutes of amazing professional fireworks display. I was shocked. And it was a gorgeous evening here in Northwest Louisiana. And the show was phenomenal. Besides all that, All the bad stuff that happens every day in the nation, you know, the COVID-19 horrors, the southern border illegal immigration, drop-down, top-down government digging in and taking a claw hold in each of our lives and forcing us to do this but not do that. All of those things, guess what they did? No holiday. They just kept right on trucking. So instead of getting caught up in the fog and the disarray and the fear and all that kind of stuff, why don't we kind of drop down to ground level today? Let's just talk about the nuts and bolts of what's ahead for us in 2022. There's a lot. And a long time ago, folks, I learned, in fact, I had a conversation early this morning about 6.15. I was asked, what is your New Year's resolution if you have one? This is always a good time to look at where you are, mentally, emotionally, financially, relationally, and just kind of look at them objectively if possible and ask this question, do I need to reset any or all of those things? 
And so we're going to just roll out 2022. And I'm going to tell you, the old adage, just fly by the seat of your pants. I'm going to tell you, you can get in trouble a lot of times if that's the fundamental way that you determine how you're going to live your life. You can get in a lot of trouble. But sometimes, folks, it's good to just kind of sit still, look and listen, and just be very thoughtful before you make life-changing decisions for yourself and others. So we're going to do all of this together, especially over the next few weeks. There are so many moving parts that we have no say-so in, other than a chance to, every couple of years, go to a ballot box and either drop in our vote or push a button or pull a lever to determine who we want to go to Washington, D.C., to our state houses for our state governments and local and county or parish governments. That's pretty much the only say-so we have. But what we do have in between those is the opportunity to stand up and let other people know what we think about every issue. To that end, we want to make sure for you that we here at TNN give you all of the information, not just positive that makes it sound good for you, but factual, important information with which you can be a little more comfortable about making some of these choices that are ahead of us all. And we have a really big deal that's coming up in 2022, a very important one. It's our midterm elections this coming November. And you may think, well, that's a long way away. You know, we just over the weekend started the year, Dan. November's 11 months away. No, it's not, folks. It's January 3rd, November the 3rd is election day. Let's look at it. February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November. It's nine months. Nine months is all we have to figure out what and who and get ready to pull those levers to determine who's going to represent us in the House of Representatives for the next two years. Remember this, every two years, every member of the U.S. House of Representatives comes up for election or re-election. So we got to make sure we're armed with facts so we can choose the right people. And there are a lot of other elections that are involved in that as well. There are some U.S. Senate seats that are up for grab. So this year, we're going to be looking objectively at many of those. You know, I'm just, I'm just one, one of the millions of Americans who watch and listen to the news every day about the political landscape. And many of us just every day, we shake our heads in disbelief. For instance, how in the world did 80 plus million voters pull the Biden lever November 3rd, 2020? How did that happen? Call me stupid or hard-headed, but folks, I don't believe 80-plus million did vote for Joe Biden. But that's a conversation for another day, another story. I know, I know this show goes, uh, after we complete the show today, it goes up on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Where else are we now? Uh, I didn't tell you Stitcher. And there's a, there's a fifth one. Which one did I miss? Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify. There's one more. So at any time, 
any of these posting hosting platforms can pull us down. And if, if you mention any potential election fraud from November 2020, you're going to get shut down. If that ever happens, just remember this. Right here at Truth News Network, truthnewsnet.org, they can't shut us down there. Every day at the end of the show, we post on that day's story on our website a link to this show. So if any of the big ones pull us down, (laughs) you still got a place to go. Just thought I'd drop that in there and you get that for free. No matter, folks, listen to this. Biden is the president and Biden is symptomatically, systematically destroying the United States from the inside with the most egregious actions seen before ever before in American history. So what we need to do before we can determine the the changes in our thinking and what we want to see happen in our lives personally, around us, in our settings, and then, of course, in the nation, is we got to get prepared. So we're going to start right now today. Our critical question of the day is not how this Joe Biden craziness happened, but why it happened. Additionally, who orchestrated the puppet government we are watching perpetrate the dismantling of our nation? We got to figure that out. I just got to text the other place where our podcast goes up is iHeartRadio podcast. Whoever's doing this, folks, they're doing a pretty good job in fulfilling that objection. By the way, don't dare try to convince me that the Biden circus was created and then implemented and now being operated by um, Joe Biden. (laughs) That ain't happening. Nothing in his career indicates he could possibly pull it off even if he could conceive and come up with a plan. He certainly couldn't get it implemented and he certainly couldn't operate it himself. So who do you think is responsible for this horror movie? There can be only one logical answer. The Democrat political bureaucracy, now who makes that up? It's comprised of the politocrats in Washington, D.C. All of them rolled in. But even they alone couldn't pull all of the necessary elements together without a massive boost in their political might and power that they don't have. So where to get those resources? Who even has those kind of resources? Well, let's just go back to the the Bible. How about that? 1 Timothy 6 and 10. For the love of money is the root of all evil. Now, that's misquoted all the time. I hear it all the time. I heard it this morning early. Money is the root of all evil. That's not what the Bible says. For the love of of money. The love of money is the root of all evil. Now, wait a minute. There have always been wealthy people throughout world history, right? Yeah, that's true. But the few times in history that any political group or body of people was able to amass the support of those sicko, mean, unpatriotic rich people in their societies... There was no lasting success at creating and perpetuating a political and financial entity that was sufficient to control the populace. They always blew apart. 
Money always walked away, folks, when political power refused to defer to those who have the money. Now stay with me. For the first time in memory somehow, somebody was able to put the necessary political bureaucracy together with the required monetary might in a quest for social control, total control of the American people. And it appears, at least so far, this syndicate of political might and power and wealth found a way to take control of a previously unattainable combination of the two, political power and money. And it's working, at least for now. Big tech, big pharma, big money, and Democrats have done it, folks. Democrats, with all that power and money behind them, they've been pretty darn successful. Now, it wasn't an easy and it wasn't a quick process, but big money always seems to find a willing taker. Who are those who represent the millions necessary to build and maintain a social and political infrastructure required to pull off the most significant political coup in history? What do you hear here all the time? Follow the money. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you some names. Like George Soros, Bill Gates, the Koch brothers, Jeff Bezos, Mark Zuckerberg, even Jeffrey Epstein if I was a conspiracy theorist. Throw in the Rothschild family members. There's plenty of money sufficient to move the earth, folks, let alone the U.S. political system. Somehow these factions were drawn together, given a plan, agreed to, in unison, make the plan work to steal the independence of a big enough number of willing Americans to eradicate their freedoms. And here's the key word eradicate their freedoms voluntarily. Who orchestrated this process of control? Got to be honest, I can only speculate who. But that's a story for another day. All that matters today is that it worked. It's still working and has just recently been exposed positively as even existing. What matters most in this unholy alliance has virtually destroyed our government. The government of a nation that for 250 plus years existed through willingness and support of the American people who have in just two years voluntarily bowed to the power of this monstrous concoction. And these tyrannical players, I think, never expected such massive and immediate success. They thought there'd be more pushback. Joe Biden, as the perfect straw man to be the face of this movement, has performed admirably following orders and the plan to seize all the power necessary as quickly as possible to establish a utopian society that is perfect. It's perfect for an authoritarian government. And folks, that part of it has happened, think about this, in less than one year. But there's one problem. It happened so quickly, 
that these purveyors were not prepared for the next stage toward government dominance. How so? Their plan and the process, it just worked too fast. (laughs) The American people just bought in. The tool chosen to push Americans into blind submission was fear of a medical pandemic. Someone in the group suggested scaring the populace would certainly create massive fear using disease and death as the hammer. Thus, we have the COVID-19 pandemic that has quickly stolen the spirit of independence that we're all born into. Americans were quick to turn to the government authorities represented as the only experts able to lead us out of this horror. And it's worked. But there's a problem. It was not expected that many Americans would resist this new world. In fact, tens of millions refused to take the bait over the last year. And, 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 and that's a strange situation for this big syndicate to find themselves in. First of all, they had a plan. They didn't think it would happen so quickly. But then all of a sudden they wake up and they realize there's a whole big segment of the nation that is all in for what they're giving out. But there's this big or a bigger part of the nation that are saying, we're not buying in. During the last year, more and more have chosen to question what they've been told by the appointed experts in this movement. They're doing research sufficient to get truthful answers about every part of this. And worse for this big syndicate, those people have begun to speak out, speak out loudly. Biden's governing actions are steadily enraging more and more Americans, so much so that the approval and acceptance of Joe Biden in this movement of which he is the face are not working as expected. The plan was to be implemented over a few years, but surprisingly to all of them, it happened much quicker than thought, so quickly that Americans in great numbers have chosen to reject what they've been told would save their health, their livelihoods, their families. Trust the process. That's what we were all told. Trust us, trust us. Everything's going to be okay. Biden's plummeting acceptance is evidence of this plan's impending failure. This syndicate finds itself amid an unexpected quandary. How can they stop this precipitous slide toward their disaster? And they're not finding an easy and a good answer. So can the plan possibly be salvaged? If there is hope to move forward toward their utopia, this presidential administration must survive along with their total control of the United States Congress. They must save Joe Biden. They must save Democrat control of all legislation and policymaking. If they don't do that, folks, they're done. So how can they stop this imminent move back to the political center and conservatism with the angst of so many American voters threatening the process? Remember this, the 22 midterms are just around the corner. Polls show that Biden's damaging policies are pushing more Americans toward 
the evil Republicans. And the syndicate, they're saying, we got to do something to stop the slide. So if Democrats want to stave off the red wave that cometh their way in the midterms this year, they need a hard pivot to the political middle. Otherwise, President Biden will become a lame duck in year two of his presidency, and that, folks, will tee up a 2024 GOP tsunami. So what's Biden got to do? What's Pelosi, Schumer, what do they have to do to save the sinking Biden ship? Here's here's Biden's 2022 to-do list. It's real simple. First, pink slip Anthony Fauci and CDC head Rochelle Walensky. Replace them with infectious disease experts who can put the pandemic behind us quickly as possible. Two years into this nightmare, Americans have severe pandemic fatigue. This means every day we're still forced to wear masks, obey other endless COVID restrictions. And that's a reminder that oh-so-smart Democrats are no better at managing the pandemic than the former Republican administration. The inconvenient fact is more Americans have died from COVID on Biden's watch than on former President Donald Trump's watch. And by the way, Trump didn't have any vaccines. Joe got them all. Still, more Americans died this year than last year. If that failing trend continues one more year, Democrats are toast come the November midterms. Number two. Get rising gas prices and surging inflation under control. It's no secret Americans vote with their wallets. Every day, working families are spending huge amounts more for groceries, for food, for heating bills, and other essentials under Democrat rule. They miss Biden's predecessor. That would be Donald Trump. Oh my goodness. This is not a winning strategy leading into the midterms. Number three, curtail reckless big government socialist spending, which is jacking up inflation, saddling our kids and grandkids with astronomical debt. With the national debt already a whopping $29 trillion in growing and Congress increasing the debt ceiling another $2.5 trillion, where will it stop? There's no end in sight. Fourth, Stop designating American parents as domestic terrorists simply for standing up at school board meetings and voicing concerns about what their kids are getting taught. This false and highly harmful designation is beyond divisive, folks. It's an outrage, and it's going to mobilize voters, including, by the way, a massive never-before-seen number of independents that are turning on the Democrat Party. Suppose Biden wants to keep his party in power. Well, in that case, he's got to instruct Attorney General Merrick Garland and the FBI to stop targeting moms and dads and instead focus their energy on real domestic threats. What would those be, Danny boy? Well, how about drug trafficking, which killed more than 106,000 Americans in the year ending in April? That's a 29% spike from the year prior. Listen to what I'm about to tell you. 
This fact came out this morning. In one day last month, December 14th, listen to this. In Phoenix, Arizona alone, 1.7 million tablets of fentanyl were captured. 1.7 million in one day. And another number came up this morning. Last year, listen to this, last year, Americans illegally bought more fentanyl than they did heroin the first time in history. And this is all happening on Joe Biden's watch, folks. How in the heck does he expect to win re-election with this going on and him just winking at it every day? The Fed should also be addressing the show. Oh, by the way, there's been enough fentanyl that we have caught coming across the southern border over the last year. During the Biden year one of his administration, there's been more than enough fentanyl captured to kill every single American. The Fed should also be addressing the sharp increases in homicides and violence across the country and the out-of-control smash-and-grabs happening at retailers, amongst other concerns. Fifth, bring all remaining Americans home from Afghanistan. Duh. Hold those responsible for the botched withdrawal. Duh. The 13 U.S. military personnel needlessly killed in Kabul in the summer, they deserve justice, as do those several hundred Americans, folks, that are still hiding trying to stay away from the Taliban in Afghanistan. Joe Biden, his administration, the Pentagon, doing nothing, nothing, nothing. Number six, get tough on China. Work with our allies to hold them accountable for their role in the pandemic and its subsequent cover-up. If America doesn't address when and how the pandemic began, including Fauci and the National Institutes of Health's reported role in funding gain-of-funding research, we're sitting ducks for the next pandemic, which already is in some test tube somewhere on the planet. China must also be held to account for its human rights abuses of the Uyghurs, and its manufacturing and distribution of illicit chemical drug cartels used to make fentanyl, not to mention its escalating threats to seize Taiwan. Seven, don't allow Russia to invade Ukraine, period. Yeah, last week Joe Biden talked to Vladimir again, and he warned Vladimir, if you invade Ukraine again, there are going to be severe economic sanctions. Folks, listen to what I'm about to tell you. Vladimir, he got that pipeline. He got that pipeline to begin to sell Russian national ga- uh, gas, natural gas, to all of Northern Europe. He already got that. Any sanctions Joe could put on him, he's going to make it up. And you know how he'll make it up? He's going to be sending gas to all of Northern Europe. He'll just pop the prices up. If the Biden administration rolls over, it's going to signal to China, 
to take Taiwan, encourage other foreign enemies to do their things too. One shudders to think of the humanitarian costs, the global instability, and threats to democracy around the globe that will ensue. Number eight, secure the southern border. Joe, secure the southern border anyway, Mr. President. An open border is a national security threat. If the flow of fentanyl and other deadly drugs into our communities isn't alarming enough, the porous border is also a point of entry for terrorists. We've caught them coming in. Drug cartels, sex traffickers, and other nefarious actors. I got a story about in one county in Texas, one county, 150 Texans have been slaughtered over the last two years by illegals that are left on the street. The president's top responsibility is to protect the homeland. That means that every week, thousands of unvetted and unvaxxed individuals enter our country illegally. Biden and his borders of veep are failing to do their jobs. Number nine, address the spiraling homelessness crisis in cities across America. If Democrats secure the border, there's going to be less fentanyl and other deadly drugs entering our communities, which means less drug addiction and other mental health struggles exacerbating the crisis. Fewer illegal drugs means less homelessness. This is not rocket science. And finally, number 10, reign in the far-left woke radicals exerting too much power and control within the Democrat Party. Most Americans are moderates, and they're turned off by extremists on both sides of the aisle. Biden would be wise to be the moderate he promised to be on the campaign trail. His administration and party veering too far left are tanking his approval ratings and those of his vice president. Until Team Biden pivots to the center, their poll numbers will continue to plummet, fueling continuous negative press coverage. No one likes even to consider an authoritarian or totalitarian United States government. Few thought such could ever happen. But now we know the power of fear sown among the populace by experts in our government. Donald Trump warned us, folks. He warned the entire nation when he was campaigning for president. Think about how long ago that was. He warned us all about the D.C. swamp and its power back then. He predicted a Biden presidency would open the door to this all. He told us it was going to happen. The fear of the Trump message of giving control back to the people drove this syndicate to take the actions that have put us where we are today. They're deathly afraid of Donald Trump coming back to power. Now, whether or not Trump figures into the political future of the nation, the people and what the people do and allow will determine the success or failure of the greatest democracy in world history. These 10 pivots listed just over the last 10 minutes are just a start to the process necessary to keep the swamp in action and continue on its quest. I don't think Biden has the resolve to do it. And I don't believe with 
the bit that the Americans have discerned that the populace is willing to let the swamp continue. But if they do, folks, if the majority of Americans, if they do, this nation is toast. And I mean, I love toast, but I'm telling you, it is not the good kind where you put butter and grape jelly on top of it. It's everything we have been for 250 plus years, everything in your life that you built, the life that your parents and their parents built for them and for you and for us and our kids. It's all coming down. And it can happen quickly. Oh, there's no way, Dan. Look what happened in the last year. Did you ever think your government was going to not just tell you you needed to stay home because of a disease that's floating around your community, but threaten to put you in jail if you don't? We live in a different America today, and there's a big group of people that want to make it worse. We got to stop them. Beat Yourself Up Hotline. Is this the Beat Yourself Up Hotline? Yes, sir. If you'd like to beat yourself up, this is the place to do it. Okay, I'd like to beat myself up now, please. Go right ahead when you're comfortable. I am so stupid. I can't believe how stupid I am. What an idiot. I left all my holiday shipping until the last minute again. Now it's a huge hassle. Why do I have to do this to myself every year? When, oh, when will I learn? You beat yourself up very well, sir. Thanks. But maybe you should just log on to SmartShip.com. SmartShip.com? Right. Type in your zip code and SmartShip.com tells you the fastest, easiest, most affordable way to do your holiday shipping, even at the last minute. Wow. SmartShip.com. Mm-hmm. Why didn't I think of that? Well... Why do I have to have somebody else tell me what to do? Oh, sir... When, oh, when will I ever have an original thought? You're really good at this, sir. I've been told it's a gift. SmartShip.com. The way smart shipping is done. Out for some lays and you face a test Which tasty chip will be the best? Sour cream and onion, smoky barbecue Cheddar, sour cream, salt and vinegar too You sample them all cause the crisp is so good on your lips You left your wallet at home But now you have a new best friend The many flavors of Lay's chips One taste and you're in love Welcome to Staples. Staples guy, my company has like seven different printers. How's your ink selection? Behold, Staples Wall of Ink. Just wow. A huge selection of ink and toner guaranteed in stock. Hello, awesome. If it's not, we take $10 off and ship it to you free. Pinch me. I said pinch. I heard you. New low prices on ink and toner and an in-stock guarantee. Staples, make more happen. The voice we need more than ever. Dan Newman. TNN. The Truth News Network. That's a very kind thought, Pete Moss. You've heard his voice here for several years. Good friend of mine, great announcer, Pete Moss. But you don't, you don't need to hear my voice. You don't need to hear his voice. You know the voice you need to hear is your fellow Americans. When you explain to them what's really going on in all of these areas in our lives, and they begin to ask you questions, and you get to give them answers. A lot of people have come here over the last couple of years. I got I got a I got a text this morning. Uh, let me let me see if I can 
if I can find it for you. I was I was really blown away. It's a couple that found us. Let me tell you, I'm gonna I'm gonna read verbatim what they said. What we like about the articles and the live shows at Truth News Network is there's none of the inflammatory craziness and or predictions that don't materialize that some people share with us and we don't read or watch anyway. I prayed to find the truth, and when I searched for truth in the news, the link to Truth News Network came up on the list. So since then, we've been followers and read almost daily and listen to live when we can. There's a lot of that that's happened. And it's not because it's me. We're just one voice, folks. We're only one voice. You have a voice. You have a voice. Express it. Let people in your circle of influence, the people with who you interact with every day, at work, at home, in your social groups, your friends, whatever, interact with those folks and talk about truthful things. Let them know what's going on around them that they may be missing. And we all miss things, folks. We don't know it all. We don't have all the information. But we can help others find it. And here's one thing I think you need to consider. Yeah, talk to everybody. Talk to everybody in your circle. Find ways. But don't beat anybody over the head. It's hard to win anybody when you're beating up on them, when you're trying to convince them to adopt some thought or some belief that you have, and you're positive they need to have the same thing. They'll get tired. They'll turn away. They'll just turn you off in their thinking. Well, folks, it's probably no surprise to you over the weekend, a lot of things happened around the nation. We want to get to a bunch of it. There's some funny stuff. There's some stupid stuff, and there's some really bad stuff. As you probably heard, New York City got a new mayor over the weekend. Bill de Blasio is history for New York City. And I'm sure most New York Cityans are glad that that happened because he was a disaster. Everything he did, every day, everything he said, just put New Yorkers in worse and worse situations. But 2022 may already be off to a rough start based on some cynical predictions from the mainstream media. This includes New York City, and during the show today, we're going to tell you some of the stuff the new mayor has already rolled out. But over the past couple of days, the media have just, they've gone in the tank. Some opinion pieces have offered some pretty pessimistic takes for the new year on everything from democracy to climate to the third year of the COVID pandemic. Let me give you a few examples. The Los Angeles Times kicked off the first day of 2022 with an op-ed that's titled, Is the End Nigh? Maybe, but we've survived so far. That's a title to this story. Despite offering true signs of light in the gloom, writer of this story, Virginia Heffernan, maintain that none of the gains made in 2021 mean the end of the world is not nigh. Nothing keeps sleep at bay these days like huffing up a few articles about democracy's doomsday, she wrote. The New York Times, they doubled down on the fear of democracy's end this year with an editorial lamenting every day is January 6th now. 
Of course, they're referencing the Capitol riot last January. In short, the story says, the Republic faces an existential threat from a movement that is openly contemptuous of democracy and has shown that it is willing to use violence to achieve its ends. No self-governing society can survive such a threat by denying that it exists, the op-ed said. The Guardian also had a less than optimistic view of the new year. They referred to 2022 as another year of living dangerously. Ooh, it was ominous. There is the risk of new interstate conflicts exacerbated by the breakdown of the rules-based international order and the spread of lethal autonomous weapons. All in all, for most people on Earth and a handful in space, 2022 will be another year of living dangerously. That came from The Guardian. While some promoted the end of the world or democracy as a concern for this year, others focus more on the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic as a reason to be scared to death this year. Vox, another hard-left media outlet, described the upcoming months as part of COVID-19's junior year, marked by fear and confusion from an early prediction on Monday. Contributor Eleanor Cummins wrote this, Welcome to the pandemic's junior year. If you hadn't got that yet, that's the third year of high school, the junior year. Well, this is the third year of COVID-19. She said, Welcome to the pandemic's junior year to adopt the darkly comic term that went viral on Twitter this fall. It looks like 2022 is destined to be the third year in a row that's marked by fear and confusion positive test and near misses, and a resounding feeling of failure. And then no surprise to you, I'm sure, when to me, MSNBC offered a list of tips for people entering the new year with high levels of stress and anxiety. On the surface, the source of this anxiety is clear, they said. We're facing another round of news headlines warning of new COVID-19 strains like Omicron. We're struggling with ambiguous timelines around returning to the workplace. And many of us feel like we have no ability to plan for the future anymore. And our systems, brain fog, exhaustion, lack of sleep, and overall burnout seem pretty clear too. the opinion editorial read. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Others pointed, of course, to the biggie, the 900-pound gorilla in your living room and mine, climate change. They're pointing to climate change as a continuing worry for 2022. Forbes listed ways that the climate change crisis, which continues to worsen, they say, is expected to have consequences for business in the future. The Hill also warned that despite steps forward made in last year's 2021, there's still a path to, quote, lose control of the climate system and put civilization at risk. Do you know, by the way, I just thought I'd drop this in. Do you know what the overall, the all-consuming, arching mandate of the climate change folks is for the rest of this century? Their big goal, their big number, the big thing they're pushing for by the end of this century, folks. That's a long time. You and I aren't going to be around at the end of this century. 
It's just not going to happen. Well, maybe some of you babies, if you're listening today, you have a shot, but I don't. But they will consider climate change and all of the trillions of dollars they've already wasted of taxpayers' money around the world and what will happen between now and then. Think about all of the life-changing decisions that have already been made. They want to lower the temperature, the average temperature on the planet. They'll consider themselves big winners if they do this. If they lower the average temperature around the world a half a degree. A half a degree. Now just put that in the context of your world. You work a thermostat. We all do. (laughs) A half a degree. I can't do my thermostat. And I have one of those space age things that I can change everything on my iPhone. I've got an app for it. There's no half a degree. I can't raise it or lower it a half a degree. What are we going to do? We can't participate in climate change. We can't do a half a degree. (laughs) And somehow, hundreds of millions of people have bought into that crazy stuff. I'll never figure that out. We've got so much. we got to move on. Folks, we have so many things going on. I know you heard this, but I want to make sure you didn't miss any of it. New York Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Of course, she's one of those lockdown New Yorkers for the holidays. You abide by the rules. You mask up. You social distance. You don't go anywhere. And make sure any institution, any business you walk in, you've got your vaccination, proof of vaccination cord with you because you're not eligible to live unless you've been vaccinated. So what did AOC do? Well, she made a trip down to um, Florida. Oh my gosh, Florida, folks. Now, wait a minute. She can't stand the governor of Florida. She excoriates him at every chance, every opportunity. And she, from the very beginning, began to blast the governor, Ron DeSantis of Florida, for... He was just taking advantage of his people and not taking care of them in the pandemic. He wouldn't close everything down. He let those kids go back to school. He let people go to work. Think about all of the COVID-19 that was spread and people died because of Ron DeSantis. She shows up in Miami Beach. Now, I love Miami Beach. I love it. I love that particular part of Miami and I really enjoy the city of Miami. But she just went, she went crazy when she went down there, folks. Before she left, she suggested that Republicans are upset because they cannot date her and they should admit it. Think about that. AOC. She thinks Republicans are upset with her, and she's figured out the only reason, the only plausible, understandable, believable reason that anybody wouldn't like her is because Republicans want to date her, and they can't do it. Quote, if Republicans are mad they can't date me, they can just say that instead of projecting their sexual frustrations onto my boyfriend's feet. You creepy weirdo, she wrote. (laughs) in a tweet. 
Her comments were in response to some criticism from social media user Steve Cortez that AOC was reportedly in Florida. If leftists like AOC, this is Cortez, if leftists like AOC actually thought mandates and masking worked, they wouldn't be frolicking in free Florida, he wrote, adding, her guy is showing his gross pale male feet in public, not at a pool or the beach, with hideous sandals. <laughs> oh, they didn't have anything to do over the weekend, so they just started, wah, wah. I know you are, but what am I? AOC, of course, is openly socialist. She was reportedly celebrating New Year's in Miami as her own state of New York endured the Omicron surge. So, in a, in a post on Friday, she said it's starting to get old ignoring the very obvious strange and deranged sexual frustrations that underpin the Republican fixation on me, women, and LGBT plus people in general. These people clearly need therapy, won't do it, and use politics as their outlet instead. It's really weird. (laughs) Also, of course, she was piled on on social media. She got replies with criticism. One person wrote this, LOL, practice what you preach and you wouldn't have to get defensive. Interesting how you don't stay in your own lockdown state and instead head to a state where freedom is allowed I sincerely hope you're thanking the Florida governor for your lovely trick. Another commented. Meanwhile, founder of the Blexit movement, that's Candace Owens, she weighed in on AOC's initial comments writing, you just want to have sex, me, is potentially the filthiest, most immature response I've ever heard uttered from an elected official that is facing critique. She's quite literally creating a Republican sexual fantasy about herself. (laughs) Washington, D.C. and New York lead the country in reporting the most cases of the COVID-19 virus per capita, despite some of the most stringent vaccine mandates in the nation. That came from Breitbart News. Both D.C. and New York lead the nation in reporting the highest number of daily coronavirus cases per capita, Both are well above the U.S. average, which sits at 104 per 100,000 as of Friday. AOC. I mean, she, she (laughs) she is very special. Listen to this about her little jaunt to Miami. Well, rules for thee, but not for me, took off in 2021. Over the past year, top Democratic leaders came under fire for breaking their own COVID rules while pushing mandates onto the American people. Squad member AOC now joining the list of COVID hypocrites after she was captured maskless, enjoying a cocktail in Miami, Florida. Critics blasting the far-left progressive for whining and dining as as New York faces record-high numbers of COVID cases. Let's bring in Charlie Hurt, opinion editor for the Washington Times and Fox News contributor. Charlie, great to see you. 
Uh, this is Rich, isn't it? <laughs> AOC jetting <laughs> off to Florida, sans mask, drink in hand on Miami Beach after criticizing the state for more lax COVID rules than her state of New York. The Republican governor there, Ron DeSantis, who she has called out many times, had this to say on Twitter. Uh, he said, Welcome to Florida, AOC. We hope that you are enjoying a taste of freedom here in the Sunshine State. Thanks at Ron DeSantis. Oh, thanks to at Ron DeSantis's leadership. Well, it's so uh, delightful. I mean, and you know, who can blame her? Who doesn't want to go down to Florida and enjoy a cocktail with your friends and enjoy the freedom and the fresh air? It's absolutely delightful. The problem is that AOC, along with a lot of her colleagues in, in Congress and elsewhere, have uh, chosen to spend the last two years politicizing every aspect of this pandemic in order to uh, advance their own personal political uh, uh, careers and, uh, you know, goals. And the problem with that is that, that, you know, you can't then complain when you get absolutely roasted by everybody, including Ron DeSantis himself, when you go down to the state that it, where the governor is, according to them, a murderer who's trying to kill all the people in Florida, and you enjoy his rules as opposed to all of the draconian rules that are in place in your state where uh, COVID numbers are spiking like nowhere else we're seeing anywhere in the country. Yeah, I'm kind of curious to see how she responds. You know it'll be on Twitter, so uh, a quick uh, advice for her. it will be pretty good, too. Yeah, yeah, it'll it'll be good. Uh, and of course, you know, we've yeah. seen so many of these blunders uh, over rules, as I mentioned, um, at the start of the pandemic, mostly all from Democratic politicians here in California, Governor Gavin Newsom eating maskless at the French Laundry when many in California couldn't even go to an outdoor restaurant. Governor Gretchen Whitmer yeah. allowing her husband to name drop so he could take out the family boat and the list goes on. Just quickly before I turn to another topic, do their supporters actually care? Do they overlook look this and just look to their policies? Well, I think that they do because, you know, the problem with hypocrisy is the way that it cuts along, quite frankly, along financial lines in a lot of ways. I mean, you know, you look at people like Gavin Newsom and AOC, the reason that they get to enjoy these, the fruits of their hypocrisy is because they can afford to. The sad part of it is a lot of the people who, who vote for these people who live in California or live in New York, who, who support AOC, they don't have the means to go get on a plane and go fly to Florida and enjoy the, the, the fresh air there. They're stuck with the rule. They have nowhere to go. They're stuck with those rules back at home. And that's the appalling part of hypocrisy. And that's why it's so dangerous in politics. And it always comes back to bite these politicians uh, who do this kind of thing. There you go. The rules for thee, but there are no rules for me. That's the hard left's talking points. Now, we're going to take another short break. When we come back, you're not going to want to miss this. We've got a brand new disease and COVID-19 figures into this brand new disease. Just minutes ago, we got a news bulletin about this new disease. You're going to want to hear about it. And also, we've got a lot of stuff. Good news, it's happening. Guess what? The state of Texas has once again beaten back the Biden mandates in federal court. <laughs> it just gets deeper and deeper. Don't go anywhere. A lot more to come at TNN Live. Welcome aboard Pizza Hut, where our legendary pan and stuffed crust pizzas will fly you to a world of flavors. 
Taste an all-American pizza sauce, juicy pepperoni, and farm-fresh mozzarella to discover America's mega pepperoni. Or explore the creamy pesto sauce. Chicken and mushroom is in the French creamy chicken mushroom. Fly far above the rest in taste and variety with five new pizzas. And thank you for flying Pizza Hut. New home ownership can be a real eye-opener, but it's the perfect time to look into Homeowner 101 from The Home Depot. Free live streaming workshops taught by expert associates now at homedepot.com slash workshops. You'll find indoor and outdoor workshops, even home systems workshops. Plus, you'll get the know-how you need to care for your biggest investment. Master the basics at Homeowner 101, only at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Register now at homedepot.com slash workshops. Des Moines Help Wanted.com salutes the employee of the month. The one employee you can't live without. The others, let's just call them Dave. Dave, we need to talk about your sick days. What seems to be the problem, Mr. Employee of the Month? Last week you were out all five days. I was sick. Thanks for checking in. You posted on social media that you were at a comedy club on Monday. Laughter is the best medicine. An outdoor barbecue on Tuesday. Feed a cold, starve a fever, or whichever one needs to be fed. That's the one I had. Okay, Wednesday you took a selfie. Hashtag faking sick. That was supposed to say freaking sick. Thursday you were at an amusement park. Somebody stole my phone. They stole your phone and uploaded photos of you at an amusement park. Yes, fake news. Friday, you tailgated in the employee parking lot. Friday's basically the weekend. Everyone knows that. If you don't mind hiring Dave's, go to the huge national job boards. That's probably what you'll get. But if you want more employees of the month, go where local job seekers find good local jobs. We don't discriminate against people named Dave. Dave is a common name, fun to say, and so we're using it as a catch-all for lackluster employees everywhere. Please don't write us to tell us you were insulted by the sad. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. Steely Dan. I remember they came to Louisiana Tech University when I was, uh, let's see, I think it was my freshman year. That would have been when I was, I turned, uh, let's see, I I had just turned, oh, I've got to figure this out. I got to figure this out. Yeah, I just turned 18. My freshman year, Steely Dan. They were were really always a really good band. Uh, They had great music and they had a huge following in the nation as well. Anyway, on to um, business at hand. We told you about what's going on in the state of Texas, and I think it's it's interesting for those of us to follow these stories at the local and state levels just simply because when it comes to getting something finalized that's really big in question, it always heads upstream to the U.S. Supreme Court. And when you see all these lower courts begin to tackle these and turn against the political left, that means the chances are greater that if and when these things get to the U.S. Supreme Court, the court's going to be more open. Because this is not this is not a process that the left would like to see happen, which is the courts at every level, federal all the way up to the U.S. Supreme Court, rule based on politicization rather than based upon the constitutionality of all of these issues. Friday, U.S. District Judge James Wesley Hendricks of the U.S. District Court, Northern District of Texas, by the way, he was appointed by Donald Trump. He ordered on Friday a halt to COVID mandates as a condition of funding for Head Start programs, leading Attorney General Paxton of Texas to declare the ruling a win for the children of our state. 
The Biden administration issued the requirements last month, mandating that kids over the age of two enrolled in Head Start wear masks. Meanwhile, why would the Biden administration go that far? What in the world are they doing sticking their little Fauci mask hands into the lives of two-year-old Texans? It makes no sense. Meanwhile, Department of Health and Human Services issued a requirement for staff, for contractors, and volunteers to have a COVID-19 vaccine by the end of this month. This is a win for the kids of Texas, for sure, given that parents should be making these decisions, not the Biden administration. That's what A.G. Paxton said in an interview over the weekend. He took to Twitter New Year's Eve to declare, I just halted another illegal Fed vaccine mask mandate. Thanks to my suit, first of its kind in the nation, President Brandon, this is the Attorney General of Texas. I'm, I'm, this is a quote. President Brandon is barred from using the Head Start program to force vaccine masks in Texas, both of which this administration embarrassingly admitted don't stop COVID anyway. Happy New Year. <laughs> oh my gosh, you just got to love this. I mean, every day, folks, every day, something big, something new comes out that just embarrasses this president. I don't see how he functions. I don't see how he can look at Jill, who's his wife in the face, and keep a straight face when he pushes out all this blather that he continues to parrot. Somebody's Somebody must have an implant in his brain to get him to spew this vomit about all this stuff that he does from the time we see him early morning. Well, that would be about 11 o'clock for him. All the way through him going to bed at night with his sippy cup of warm milk. You're making fun of the president, Dan. I know, folks. I'm not making fun of him as a man. I'm making fun of what he does and what he says and the fact that this is the guy that is the leader of the free world and we're just supposed to benignly accept everything he says just because he is the president. Did you vote for him? No, I didn't either. But I do want him to succeed when it comes to making the nation better, making the nation freer, making the American people free again. And by the way, enforcing the rule of law, all the laws that were passed by the only body in this nation that can, the United States Constitution. And that would mean the two million people that headed into our country illegally that uh, his Border Patrol guys have been told from the top down, just wave them on through, in spite of that being violation of federal law at multiple levels. We want that enforced. Americans want that enforced. So let me ask you this. Do you live in a world where at your house, let's say you still have small kids, is it okay for you if you have two or three kids? Is it okay for you to make one of them mind and do something that you say to do or not to do something you tell them not to do? And then for the other two or three kids that are living in your house as your children, 
they get treated separately on that. Well, I know I'm making Billy do this, but it's okay for you. You don't have to do it. It just doesn't make sense. But Joe Biden's not the first. It started back with Barack Obama. I mean, he actually told his first attorney general to stop enforcing drug possession laws for marijuana at the federal level. Although all 50 states already had state laws prohibiting that and making it illegal to do. What a conundrum. And so what did Eric Holder do? He just told the feds. He told the FBI. He told all of the people that work for the federal government and law enforcement not to enforce drug possession for marijuana. That may be a partial explanation of why we're watching all this fentanyl and heroin and every other kind of illegal drug just flooding into our nation. It's just insane. The rule of law means nothing to this administration, top down, absolutely nothing. Well, how can you live in a world like that? Well, they don't, folks. They live in a world that's insulated by taxpayer-funded 24-7 security of the most egregious kind that's ever been invented. Don't you dare try to get into one of their houses. Don't you dare try to storm in their office just to have your voice heard. And don't you dare go on social media and say something off the cuff that would could possibly even be taken as a threat. They'll put you in jail. They'll keep you in jail. There were a bunch of people on January 6th that went to and did peacefully protest, which is a First Amendment right to peacefully protest. It's a protected right, by the way. The FBI arrested 700 Americans. Now, some of them were doing wrong. Some of them broke the law. We get it, but not 700 of them. Some of those 700 are still in jail. Many have not been given bail, the opportunity for for bail. They haven't come to trial. And in many cases, their attorneys are not even allowed to come meet with them in prison, which is a constitutional protection right. It's it's beginning to sound more and more every day like this administration wants to be a Vladimir Putin administration in our nation and call it a representative republic and the actions they're taking are okay because we say they're okay. Forget about that Constitution thing. Forget about that right thing for the American people, the right to a speedy trial. Forget about all those things. Why? Because I'm Joe Biden. I'm the president of the United States, and I appointed Merrick Garland to be the attorney general. Merrick's going to do what I tell him to do. Forget about that law thing. We're just going to roll. We're going to roll. We're going to do our thing the way we think it should, and we want you to come along, but if you don't, we'll kick you to the curb. Uh, that, That may be dramatic, folks, but that's exactly what we're watching play out every day. And it's happened for one year. Do you realize we have three years and a couple of weeks with Joe Biden as president? And then he tells us to this day, he's planning on running for re-election. Four more years. Wow, won't that be a great time if that should ever happen? Meanwhile, they keep rolling out their drivel that has been soundly disproven again and again and again. What are you talking about, Dan? Voter suppression. They got the Build Back Better bill pushed into their faces by Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia. It's 
at least for now, dead on the vine. It's not coming back up. So they got to jump out and find something else that they can use as their flag to wave. Look what we're doing for you. Look what we're doing for you. And they went right back into that voter suppression lie that has been created and perpetuated for decades now. What are you talking about? I'm talking about voter ID. It's voter suppression. Now, this is all within the context of the voter law that is pending before the U.S. Congress. And I'll just give you the skinny. The big thing it's going to do is the federal government, they're going to take control of the entire election process of every state, every town, every city, every level. That's what this bill will do if we give them the right to do that. Forget about the fact that it's unconstitutional. Well, Congress can change the laws, can't they, Dan? Yeah, but they can't change the Constitution. Congress cannot take the election system, the election process that it has been since we've been a nation run by the individual states. That's what the Constitution says it has to be done. The states are in control of that. Well, can't Congress change that? No, they can't. There is a provision in the United States Constitution to change the constitutional things contained in it. What's that process? Amendment. It will take an amendment to the United States Constitution for the feds to take back control of the election system. That's a story for another day. We're not going to go there. We're not going to see that happen in our lifetime. We're just not. There is far from enough support that it takes to get through such a very in-depth, broad, and very specific process to amend the Constitution. We're not going there. Congress isn't going to make that happen, and we're not going to pass this voting bill. So, Vice President Kamala Harris, she's the border czar who doesn't go to the border, who doesn't take care of fixing anything at the border czar, but now they are rolling her out to beat the drums of voter ID racism, insanity. And she went out and made her rounds on media shows over the weekend. Nobody was watching because it was a holiday weekend, but nevertheless, she did her thing. Here's her telling us about what's going on about the racism, the voter suppression of voter ID. do Democrats have left on voting rights? It's clear that Republicans are not going to support this. Well, let's start with what just happened, which is the United States Senate and members of the United States Senate had an opportunity to uphold the importance of every American's right to exercise their fundamental right in a democracy, which is the right to vote. And when presented with this opportunity, the Democrats unanimously upheld the importance of that right, and the Republicans, sadly, unanimously, failed to do so. So we're not going to give up. We're not deterred. Um, But there's still a lot of work to do, and I think it's really a sad day. I thought that Senator Schumer, the majority leader, he spoke well in reminding us of America's history. And sadly, we have seen these moments before. I'd like to think that we have evolved as a nation and that we would not have to return to a moment where the United States Senate would have to debate, yet in this situation fail as a body to even move forward protections as it relates to the right to vote. 
So we're not going to give up. We have never given up, those of us who have fought for the right of every American to be able to express their voice for their vote. We're going to continue to do the work. And so here's the thing. You have to adopt the fundamental premise when you think about all this that having to have an ID is racist. Now, we just heard from the vice president of the United States of America, who, you didn't, she didn't go into it there, but that whole thing, the only political ploy that they have in this voter bill that they're trying to push on the American people, the only thing they can wave a flag with is the R card, racism. Voter ID is racism. Have you ever stopped just for a moment to think through the things that you do every day? You don't even think about it. That you have to have a voter ID. You can't open a bank account. You can't rent a car. You can't get on an airplane. You can't get through, uh, uh, you can't go to a bank and cash a check. I mean, it's insane to think that anybody would tell that that voter ID is is racist because people can't get these voter ID cards. Now, let's do this. Let's go to the streets. We've got Ami Horowitz. And uh, over the last couple of weeks, he went first to Berkeley, California. Now, what is Berkeley? You know it's probably the most liberal, left-leaning college university on the planet. It's also full of white leftist liberals. So Ami Horowitz goes to Berkeley, goes and asks every one of these you're about to hear are white leftist liberals about voter ID being racist. But we didn't we don't stop there. Ami didn't stop there. Then he goes across the nation to New York City and he asked a bunch of black people, everyday just workers, people living life in the biggest city in the United States, New York City about their voter ID opinions, having a voter ID, is it racist? You just can't make this stuff up. So here's Ami, first at Berkeley, and then in New York City. I'm Ami Horowitz, and I'm here in Berkeley, California, to find out if voter ID laws suppress the black vote. White folks. Do you have an opinion on voter ID laws? Uh, yeah, they're usually pretty racist and <laughs> they're bad. I think voter ID laws are a way to perpetuate racism. Would you say they're? Would you go as far as say they're, they're, those laws are racist? For sure. Do you think it suppresses the uh, African American vote? Definitely. Uh, because they're less likely to have state IDs. Minority voters are less likely to have the kinds of IDs that have been um, described or required. These type of people don't live in areas with easy access to DMVs or other places where they can get identification. You can always get IDs um, do over the internet. Is that also would make it difficult for, for black people in particular? Yeah, you have to have access to the internet. You have to be able to pay an internet service provider for certain fees. Do you think that's harder for black people to go online? Well, IDs? I feel like they don't have the knowledge of how, of like, how it works. A lot of people have smartphones, but you might not have data. For most of the communities, they don't really know what is out there just because they're not aware or like right. they're not informed. I also think there's a repression of like black voting with um, how they how if you're a convicted felon, like you're not allowed to vote and everything. And when you look at swing states like Florida, that's a huge population of the of the like African Americans. 
Now I'm here in East Harlem to ask black people their thoughts on what you just heard. Do you have ID normally? You carry ID around? Yes, I have state ID. Do you carry ID? Yes, I do. Do you know anybody, who, any black person who doesn't carry ID? No. Everyone that I know has an ID. Why would they think we don't have ID? <laughs> That's a lie. Why would they say that? Do you have ID? Yes. Because I have my ID and my friends have their ID, so like, we know what we need to carry around. Everybody that I know have ID. Like, that's one of the things you need to walk around with New York with, an ID. Do you know any black adult who does not have ID? No, I don't. Is it a weird thing to even say that? Yes, it is. What is this, some, some type of uh, trick candy camera? I like know, that? right? That's the only thing I brought with me. Those are legit, yeah. legit IDs. I heard a lot also that uh, black people can't figure out how to get to the DMV. Really? That, that, what does that say to you? I know it's that, 125th Street. Do you know where the ID, the, the DMV is around you? It's on 125th Street and 3rd Avenue, I believe. You know where to get there? Yeah. Do you have a problem getting there if you have to get there? No. It's, I know these sound like silly questions. You know how to get the DMV? Of course. You know where it is? Yes. You can get there? Uh-huh. No problem? No problem. Just checking. Okay. And I also heard a lot that black people, especially poor black people, have no access to the internet, can't figure out how to use the internet. <laughs> yes. That's, a, that's just stupidity, honestly. Everybody has access to the internet. Even a little kid can figure out how to work the internet. I had access to the internet for years. You know how to use it properly, right? Exactly. I do it at work. So, of course, I know how to use it. Smart. My kids know how to use it. They all have iPads, iPods, whatever. Your phone has data? Mm-hmm. You can actually Unlimited. With, unlimited data. Mm-hmm. I use my phone as a hotspot. What does that say to you for the people who have this perception of life? Um, uh, they're pretty much ignorant of that's what my thought process are. I just think that's ignorant. 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 That's the word very, I hear very a lot. Ignorant. ignorant. Very, very ignorant. Does it sound racist for somebody to say that? I, I think it is a little racist because, you know, you're putting um, people in a category and you have no idea what you're talking about. Maybe a little bit of racist in it, but like I said, I think it's more stupidity and ignorance. You're judging somebody, like, but you're judging them because they're black saying that they don't got it. What people are they talking to? <laughs> what are, who are these people talking to? Do you have a problem that if you go to vote and they say, can we please see your ID to make sure you are who you say you are? Are you Love cool? showing my ID. You have no problem with that? Nope. Would you have a problem if when you go to vote, if they say, can we please just see your ID to make sure you are who you say you are? Do you have an issue with that? No. Would you have a problem if there was a rule where you have to show your ID in order to vote? I don't think so. No. Would you have an issue if there was a rule saying you got to show your ID before you vote? No. Are you cool with that? Yeah. Can you believe that? Yeah, I can believe it. There are actually, <clears throat> excuse me, there are actually a lot of people that just swallowed the pill. If you require, if you're a state, if you're anything that has anything to do with elections and you require an ID, how evil you are. You've got to be an absolute hold, hold all in racist to believe that. And the first batch of people you heard were all white. They were all leftist liberals. Those who tell us all they know best for minority communities, everything to do with their lives, and they know everything that's bad for them, and we all just need to listen to what the leftists say. And then you go to all the places, Harlem, <laughs> in New York City, and you listen to every person you heard was a black person. And, I mean, several of them, they, you could tell they were angry that people actually say that about minority members of any community. I don't care if it's just African-American, any minority. 
So put it in the context of what you heard from Kamala Harris and what you heard from the Berkeleyites and then you heard from those from Harlem. Here's the definition, the Webster's definition of racism. Are you ready? The belief that race accounts for differences in human character or ability and that a particular race is superior to others, discrimination or prejudice that is based on race, the belief that each race has distinct and intrinsic attributes that don't apply to those of other races. What you heard, folks, from the people from Berkeley is nothing but stone-cold racism. And before that, all you heard the vice president of the United States blasting Republicans because they won't pass this voter law. We're trying to protect the rights of voters. No, what they're trying to do is steal from the United States Constitution in total disregard for the provisions in the Constitution. And if you don't like something in the Constitution, there's a provision that tells you how you can legally change it. They don't want Americans to think about that. And guess what? They think those people in Harlem, including the Vice President of the United States, who's a woman of color, she's not African American, her father is Jamaican, her mother is from the country of India. She's qualified to take on whatever role she wants to without misrepresenting herself as African-American. Just tell the truth. You're a, a woman, and you're a woman of color. But you haven't been discriminated because of voter ID. Nobody is being discriminated against because of voter ID. Is there discrimination in the world? Absolutely. But not because of voter ID. That's just a fact, folks. And if you hear any rumbling in the background in the next room over, there's popcorn cooking. I believe Marianne is making today some caramel popcorn, which you have to pop the popcorn first. Wow, at 1025 in the morning, uh, I can promise you this. It is wonderful. Her Caramel corn is some of the best in the world. Let's let's move on. We're already down to 35 minutes left in the show, and we've just scratched the surface. Well, we talked about Texas beating uh, the Joe Biden again on some mask mandates. Around the world, folks, people are just going nuts over this Omicron variant. The Austrian government, they announced over the weekend, it's going to extend their general lockdown for who? Not for all their people only for unvaccinated residents, and they're blaming the Omicron for having to do, th- do so. So last Thursday, Austria's National Council decided to extend the lockdown for the unvaxxed until the 10th of this month. That's through this next weekend. Health Minister Wolfgang Muckstein claimed that the government is concerned the spread of the Omicron variant could potentially overwhelm the country's healthcare system He claimed that he regretted that the government could not announce any relaxation of their existing measures, insisting that the spread of the Omicron variant made an extension of the lockdown rules unavoidable. That's happening in Austria. 
But guess what? The Dutch people are facing some horrible COVID-19 lockdowns themselves. Thousands of people in the Netherlands capital of Amsterdam yesterday gathered to demonstrate against the Dutch's government lockdown measures before police cracked down. And it just broke out, folks. Dogs, I've got pictures of dogs attacking these protesters. It came after the mayor of Amsterdam issued an emergency ordinance giving more police to clear the Central Museum Square after the protesters violated the city's ban on public gatherings amid an increase in COVID cases. The protesters walked along the main thoroughfare in the capital city playing music, holding yellow umbrellas in the sign of opposition to the government restrictions. So everybody, everybody's just getting crazy about this Omicron stuff. Back to the U.S. California is facing a massive surge in cases there despite adopting strict policies like mask and vaccine mandates as this new Omicron variant continues to spread. San Diego County, for example, they reported the highest single-day case count in the pandemic so far. A total of 5,976 new cases on Thursday, setting a new single-day record, according to county records. The previous single-day record was set January 7th, when the county health department reported 4,550 new cases. Los Angeles County, 20,000 new cases just on Thursday, nearly the highest single-day total of the pandemic, according to the Los Angeles Times. San Jose Mercury News, they reported California experienced the fastest rate of spread in the pandemic. Even highly vaccinated areas like Contra Costa County experiencing a 76% rise in the past two weeks. So the Omicron is scaring everybody to death. They're closing schools, going back to virtual stuff, and we're finding out, listen to this, we are finding out that the Omicron variant, it's much more prevalent than the previous Delta variant, but it's not nearly as toxic, it's not nearly as deadly as the Delta variant. In fact, they're very sheepishly, the uh, healthcare experts, they're sheepishly telling us that It's little more than symptomatic of the flu. You're going to test positive, but the symptoms are going to be flu-like. Now I'm about to let you listen to something that I promise you, if you're objective and because you're here, I know you are, you think through things and you're a thinker, you're looking for facts and looking for things that matter. We've been told for two years now, the person on the planet that knows everything we need to know about anything to do with healthcare, specifically COVID-19 and any other infectious disease, is Dr. Anthony Fauci. Remember, he's the guy that said in the very beginning, oh, it's not, it's not any big deal. Nobody's going to die from it. And then he said, well, maybe we need to take some precautions. You may need to think about wearing masks. And then he said, don't wear a mask. Ha, ha, ha. That means nothing. Masks don't work. And then he came back. You need to double mask. You need to triple mask. We've got to lock you down. They shut down on his watch, on his orders, millions of people thrown out of work. Companies closed their doors. Schools closed. Nobody could move because of Dr. Anthony Fauci. And if you breathe 
on somebody. You're going to kill them. And you're evil if you don't. You've got to sit tight until we get the vaccines out. The vaccines are going to save the world. When we begin to get vaccinated people out there floating around, nobody's going to have COVID and we will have one. And then they get the vaccines out. They start giving them, find out they're not working. They're not working at all like we told them. So let's what, what are we gonna what are we gonna tell them? They did what the climate change people did. Remember back in the 80s, we were waiting for a new ice age. They were actually telling us we're gonna have a new ice age. Then all of a sudden, one day they woke up and said, OMG, we were wrong, but we can't tell the people we were wrong. We got to come up with another thing about climate to threaten them and to scare them to death. Well, let's talk about it's getting hotter. Let's call global warming the next big threat. Oh, they did it. They used it all through the late 90s, the first decade of this century. And then they said, wait a minute. The climate worldwide's not getting any hotter. We're tired of going back and forth. We're losing all of our legitimacy. They don't trust us anymore. So let's come up with something we can use as a catch-all that they can never say we're lying about. Let's call it uh, climate change. So they segued to climate change. And now they think with impunity, they can tell us climate change is going to kill us all. It's going to change the world. We've got to undo and replace and retool everything in our society because the climate's going to kill us. So what do we do? Well, we'll tell you. And as soon as we tell you, Everything we say, you've got to just take it as Bible and believe it and listen and do exactly what we tell you to do and send us money, send us money. I know it's funny, but that's exactly what's happened. We're looking at the same kind of thing in the Fauci world of COVID-19. Now, people started getting reinfected after they took vaccinations. What are we going to do? What are we going to change? Well, we'll call those sporadic and only a few breakthrough infections. Remember that? And so, well, how do we stop that? Nobody called Fauci out and said, you lied to us. You said the vaccines were going to save us. There will be no more COVID-19 and herd immunity will come because all of us are without it and our antibiotics bodies are being passed along to others in contact with us. We're going to be safe. Well, it didn't happen. So here's what we're going to do. Well, we didn't know, but look, It's no problem. You've got to get a second shot. And then it didn't work. And so they, well, you know, maybe, maybe we're going to have to get a booster every six months or so. And then the Omicron thing comes out. The Delta thing came out. They have no answers. I want you to listen to what Anthony Fauci said over the weekend. You know, he gets out every weekend and gets on the national news shows because he's got to get out there and lay another egg. (laughs) He laid another one. Listen to Fauci. Listen to the words that he said. How should vaccinated and boosted people behave? Can they go into a restaurant, eat safely indoors right now? You know, when you're having such a, I call it a tsunami of infections, Dana, We are seeing people who are vaccinated and boosted who are getting breakthrough infections. So when you're in a situation where you have so many infections going out, the thing that you want to say is that if you want to do things like that, 
Better do them in a setting where you know the people around you are vaccinated and boosted. We are seeing people who are vaccinated and boosted who are getting breakthrough infections. Better do them in a setting where you know the people around you are vaccinated and boosted. <laughs> so follow this line of reason. When I heard this, I, I was drinking some tea and I almost threw up. I laughed so hard when I heard this. Now, listen to what he said. He said, we are having people who have been vaccinated and boosted getting breakthrough infections. Like, I just woke up this morning and I just discovered this was happening. It's been happening for months. But then he shared with us that amazing logic. You're better served if you go and you mingle with only people who have been vaccinated and boosted. Why? Because people who are (laughs) vaccinated and boosted are getting breakthrough infections. In other words, folks, he's running around in a circle chasing his tail. He doesn't know what to say. He's running out of any kind of credibility, if he had any at all, and he's just going in circles. He's basically saying what you just heard Fauci say. It's real sharp. I I want you to listen to this again. You know, when you're having such a, I call it a tsunami of infections, Dana, we are seeing people who are vaccinated and boosted who are getting breakthrough infections. So when you're in a situation where you have so many infections going out, the thing that you want to say is that if you want to do things like that, better do them in a setting where you know the people around you are vaccinated and boosted. We are seeing people who are vaccinated and boosted who are getting breakthrough infections. Better do them in a setting where you know the people around you are vaccinated and boosted. <laughs> if you're unvaxed, you're going to get COVID-19 and you're going to spread it to everybody else. If you're vaccinated, uh, you're going to get COVID-19 and spread it to everyone else. So let's just end this segment by me posing a question. One that I, I, I think it's realistic to ask Dr. Fauci. Hey, Tony. Hey, Tony. Hey, Tony. Uh, if I'm going to get it, if I'm going to get the COVID, why would I want to get vaccinated if vaccination don't stop the COVID? I don't need that. Real truth. Real news. TNN. The Truth News Network. Have you ever wanted to learn a new language like French, Spanish, or Russian, but thought it would be too difficult and time-consuming? Then go to Babbel.com and try it for free. Babbel works because it's built around real life. It teaches you everyday practical conversations that you will actually use. In 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. Babbel uses a modern conversation-based technique that makes language engaging, fun, and memorable. It starts by teaching you words and phrases. Then, sentences gradually get more complex. Soon, you're practicing short conversations about real-life topics. Babbel is created by language experts who use the space repetition method to help you learn quickly and remember what you learned. With Babbel, you can speak a new language. Babbel. 
Language for Life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. Just go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Nowadays, it's more important than ever to know the value of a dollar, or three, or four, or five, or even six. New Dunkin' Go-To's, now with brews. Tasty breakfast combos that give you more bang for your bucks. Get a wake-up wrap with sausage and a medium-hot coffee for $3. A bagel with cream cheese spread and a medium-hot coffee for $4. A bacon, egg, and cheese croissant with a medium-hot coffee for $5. Or a power breakfast sandwich and, you guessed it, a medium-hot coffee for $6. Dunkin' Go-To's, now with brews. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Exclusion supply, limited time offer. When it comes to online meetings, you're crushing it. But if you want to crush something that's a little more fun, why not play Best Fiends, the five-star rated puzzle game? Best Fiends is loaded with challenging puzzles that are so much fun. And you're never accidentally on mute. So take a stress break with the cutest characters on the planet and download Best Fiends for free from the App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. Play Best Fiends. In a world of sizzle over substance, in a world where the evidence doesn't stand taller than the agenda, in a world where the facts are not compelling enough to convince, you're enrolled in a university of reality. TNN, the Truth News Network. And again, Professor Dan Newman. <laughs> I don't need a title, folks. I'm just an American guy that's trying to find facts and stop the insanity by giving people the truth. Yeah, I told you there's a brand new disease out. You're going to love this one. It, it's it got a name, but what it is, it's comprised of COVID-19 and the flu at the same time. And the first recorded case of this turned up over the weekend in the nation of Israel and they came up with a name for this new disease. You may want to write this down so you won't forget it. And you won't want to forget it because next time you're with your friends and you want to give them a good laugh, you want to scare them and tell them about the new disease. It, it's two viruses that join forces against us. It's coronavirus and it's the flu. And they've named it in Israel, Flurona. <laughs> F-L-U-R-O-N-A. You can't make this up, folks. We have the COVID-19. We have the Delta variant. We have the Omicron. And now we got the Florona. Florona. <laughs> folks, you got to laugh at this. It's really happening in Israel. It, it happened in an unvaccinated woman who was pregnant, by the way. And she displayed some mild symptoms of the virus at Rabine Medical Center in the city of Pita. Hamodia reported. Hamadia, H-A-M-O-D-I-A. That's an Israeli news organization. She's doing well and was expected to be discharged from the hospital uh, today or tomorrow. So we'll wish her well. But now you've been you've been afraid of the COVID. You've been afraid of the Delta. You've been afraid of that Omicron or however you want to say it. Now you got another one you got to watch out for. Flurona. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, we, we're running out of time. I told you we were going to cover this, um, this news coming out of Texas. And this one is just really bad. But it illustrates the insanity of this administration from the top down. 
not just the White House, not just the Department of Justice, not just the federal court systems, but it filters down to the state courts systems about not abiding, not enforcing the rule of law. Harris County, Texas. I was born in Harris County. Uh, The big city there is Houston, Texas. I was born in a suburb. But Houston, Texas is largely comprised of an ever-growing Hispanic population. And Houston's having a flood of crime. I think all of our big cities around the nation, it's not just Houston or it's not just in the South. It's not just on the West Coast or the East Coast. But big cities, which are mostly led by mayors that are um, Democrat of the liberal strain, and they're pushing these hard left policies and procedures. And in these state courts, folks, district judges run for office. They run for election. And to do that, you appeal to whoever you feel like will give you the most votes so you can win that election and become a judge. And then when you when you take your oath of office and you put on the robes, you're going to govern, you're going to rule in your courtroom the way that the people who elected you to be the judge, you're going to just share their voices in your rulings. Well, listen to what's happened in Harris County alone about this very thing. Residents of Harris County, Texas, facing the fallout from soft on crime policies. Crime Stoppers Houston reporting more than 150 people have been killed in that county by suspects out on multiple felony bonds over the past few years and that they were released by progressive judges. Our next guest is a West Point graduate who wants to restore funds to the Harris County criminal justice system. Let's bring in Republican candidate for Harris County Judge, Alexandra Del Morrill Miller. Good morning, uh, Alexandra. I, I guess you're running for this office because you want the principles and morals and really the way of life that you believe in and, and is a part of this country to be represented in Harris County. When I hear that I believe the number was 115 folks that are accused or credibly charged with murder have been let out, I believe that's uh, correct. What is the message there? In what situation does someone who has committed murder or charged with committing murder, in what situation do they need, do they need to be released without bail or released on bail? No, and uh, Thank you for having me. Um, and I, I would say right now what we're experiencing here in Harris County is really nothing short than a failure of leadership. And this problem really did start back in 2019. And to your point, that's when Crime Stoppers first raised the alarm about this new slate of progressive judges that started routinely releasing the most violent offenders back into our community. And it's resulted in that death toll, you know, over 150. And to really bring this point home, right now there's 113 people charged with murder that are out walking our streets right now, one of whom not only has been convicted of two armed robberies, but is currently being charged with murdering a 17-year-old boy in a road rage incident you know, after an Astros game. So I think we all have to sort of take a step back and think, is this really uh, the America we want to live in? Uh, for me, you know, I have two young toddlers, and I can tell you it's absolutely unacceptable and more troubling. Uh, my opponent that I'll be hopefully running against, Judge Lena Hidalgo, she's really become a progressive icon for advocating this radical and perverse view of bail reform uh, that is continually putting the focus on the justice for violent offenders instead of standing up and advocating for justice for victims and for just basic public safety in our community. Yeah, 
it's candidates like you that are pointing out the lunacy of the ideas that are currently in place in so many of these progressive districts. And it's crazy to think of Houston as a progressive district. What would you do instead? What would your policies be instead to turn around what you're seeing right now? No, sure. So right now in Harris County, we don't just have a crisis in our streets. We actually have a crisis in our jails. We just had a sheriff deputy uh, that was brutally raped for 15 minutes because we've defunded the jail so uh, tragically that we don't even meet basic inmate to guard ratios. And our local leaders are all facing corruption charges right now, uh, including Judge Lena Hidalgo herself, who's under grand jury indictment. So sometimes here in Harris County, we have to wonder, you know, if she's trying to outdo Joe Biden and who can create more chaos in the shortest amount of time. Uh, so for me, it's, the solution's pretty simple. You know, this November, we obviously need to elect a new slate of Republican judges who will enforce the law. And then as county judge, I will um, fully fund our legal uh, defense system and back the blue. Thank you. Yeah, and 150 people who might have been here with us today had the criminals who killed them not been out on felony bond. I mean, it's just incredible. Thank you so much, Alexandra Del Moral Mueller. Best of luck to you. That's just one county. It's Houston, Texas, principally, but it's just one county in Texas. How many more stories like that are there around the nation that mainstream media is not telling us about? Folks, none of these people need to die. If somebody is a serious committer of serious crimes, they need to be held and kept off the streets of America. The bell system was put in so that it would be fair and people wouldn't be unreasonably held while they were waiting for their trial. We need to make sure that they're going to get a speedy trial. But when they commit these egregious, serious felonies, it's insanity to put them back on the street so that they can prey on legal people who are out there with no thought whatsoever that our judges and our law enforcement are just putting criminals out on the street to let them do what they're going to do just simply because they're criminals and that's what they do. There's more bad news coming out of Houston today. Hospitals there, they're telling us that they could run out of the antibody treatment Sotrovimab within the next two weeks. Now, Sotrovimab has been proven very effective against the Omicron variant of the U.S. The University of Texas Medical Branch on Saturday said its four-hospital network is using citrovimab with the patients who need it most and are waiting on another shipment. Where does it come from? From the Biden administration. On Friday, the Houston Chronicle reported that Houston Methodist West has enough supply to meet demand just until next Wednesday. Hospitals that are part of that system have enough citromimab for now and are expecting another allocation possibly early next week. And in the middle of this, some other COVID news, Novavax. Novavax on Friday filed final data with the FDA for its COVID-19 vaccine, clearing the way for a potential emergency approval in the upcoming weeks. The move was the last step for the Maryland-based biotechnology company to fulfill the prerequisites for its protein-based vaccine, which is different than the other three that are approved by the U.S. from Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson & Johnson. If it all goes well, Novavax could seek emergency approval in February 
as the U.S. continues to prioritize booster shots right in the middle of this spike in COVID cases driven by the highly transmissible Omicron variant. Now, of course, we have Fluorona that we have to deal with. Fluorona. (laughs) You just can't make this stuff up. We've got a big new piece of news from our southern border. We're going to give that to you. We're going to take our final break. Back in two minutes at TNN Live. Summer seems even brighter when you've been inside a while. It's time to drive again with Honda, KBB.com's 2020 Best Value Brand. You could get a great deal on the 2020 Passport or 2020 Pilot, with financing as low as 0.9% APR on select models. Visit the Honda Summer Clearance Event today. For well-qualified buyers, see dealer for financing details based on 2020 brand image source from Kelly Blue Book. Visit KBB.com for more information. That's what you are. Leo Dutton perfume, like the memory of a beautiful song, lingers on and on. Leo Dutton perfume, the classic French fragrance that you can wear anywhere, anytime, makes you unforgettable. Leo Dutton perfume by Nina Ricci. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Whether holding down the fort or bouncing back to school, childhood is always in session. So keep feeding us right with sun-made snacks. Just like when you were a kid. Remember their naturally sweet raisins? Yup, still delicious. And so are Sunmate's other snacks, like creamy yogurt-covered raisins, sour raisin snacks that taste like sour candy with no added sugar, and Sunmate's new s'mores and birthday cake bites. All delicious, all made with whole fruit. Sunmade snacks. That's the old Doobie Brothers, China Grove. Great song, great time for great music back in the late 70s and 80s and the 90s. Love that. Well, there is some big new immigrant news. 1.9 million migrants were apprehended along the southwest border and add to that 500,000 estimated gotaways. Unofficials numbers show Border Patrol agents assigned to the nine southwest border sectors apprehended about 1,929,000 migrants who illegally crossed between the ports of interest last year. Official Customs and Border Protection reports showed the agents apprehended 1,773,674 through the first 11 months of the year. A source operating under the umbrella of Border Patrol said Friday, three days to go, agents apprehended approximately 156,000 migrants in December through that date. In addition to the apprehension of migrants, officials disclosed that a minimum 428,000 are reported as gotaways. 
The known gotaway count is updated daily by the Border Patrol. The data is entered into a system of records easily accessible to agency leaders. The metrics they use is usually not released by the DHS for obvious reasons. Mayorkas doesn't want Americans to know what is happening on his watch. The estimate is achieved by counting migrants who ultimately escape apprehension after being observed by aircraft and camera systems. Agents also use traditional sign-cutting techniques to identify footprints. Agents previously said the numbers of gotaways are likely a lot higher this year because of the constant flow of these immigrants being apprehended along the southern border. That impedes the agency's ability to, to adequately patrol miles of the border. The absence of routine patrols is driving those gotaway numbers up as there are no available Border Patrol agents to respond to electronic sensors, camera activations, and unmanned aerial surveillance sightings. They just can't leave. They, they just can't do it. So combining the actual totals in the gotaways, 2.4 million migrants illegally crossed the border between ports of entry in 2021. Doesn't that just make you feel warm and fuzzy about what our government is doing for us in the way of protecting us, keeping illegals from crossing into the nation, bringing all kinds of egregious disease, all the drugs, sex trafficking, human trafficking, you name it. It's coming in on the Biden watch, and there's nothing that we can do about it. Folks, you have a great day. the